What's good? Thank you for joining me. I'm Johan Francis, CSCS. This is my little show called Ego Killer. It's right here on this show where we discuss all the moves you need to be making inside the gym so that you can live and move better outside in the real world where it matters. It's important to wake up every day looking to get after it just a little bit. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. They don't have to write tales about it. But you do have to push yourself just a little bit more every time you step foot inside the gym. Step foot out on the track, out in the trails, wherever it is that you're trying to do the thing in order to make yourself feel a little bit better, improve your mood, improve your posture. It's important that you donate as much energy as you possibly can. And it's a good thing that we practice conserving energy outside of that in general. So that we can contribute all the energy when we got to get it in. Wake up each morning with that mindset. I know sometimes it's super duper hard to do that. But if we can condition ourselves to do that when it is easy and remember that. Hey, today's the day I'm going to contribute 100% of my effort into my workout, into my activities. We set a precedent for that. When it gets really challenging... When all the life bullshit starts to happen for us and entropy starts to take over, we fall back on habit. We fall back on habit. You know, me personally, I'm a big proponent of the idea. All right. This is shamanistic AF and I understand that. But I am a big proponent of the idea of life energy. Okay. Life energy. I want you guys to start thinking about waking up every day with the greatest amount of Life energy and life energy isn't super measurable. It is measurable endogenously. Like I can measure how much energy I have to donate to something, how much energy I have to donate to this show right now, how much energy I have to maybe I have to make a very long trip, pick up some fitness equipment or drop off the young, the young one or whatever it is. Life energy for doing maybe you have a big project at, at the job site. How much energy you have endogenously. That's what I call our life energy. And a lot of wisdom traditions refer to it. I think you might call it doshas in certain uh, um, wisdom traditions, right? Where energy is converted into, uh, you know, internal energy from outside sources. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Straight up energy. I want you guys to wake up thinking that you have the maximum amount So that when stuff goes awry, and it will, when stuff doesn't go awry and you want to enjoy yourself, you want to be able to rock out, right, metaphorically speaking, and donate the most amount of energy to your free time, to your partying, to your life, to having fun, you can do that too. We don't just do this for the bad times we do, for the good. Wake up every morning thinking that you have the maximum amount of energy to donate to your life in general, and guess what? You're going to find that you had way more to begin with. I want to set you guys up with the concept of life energy. We're going to change the mindset matrix. And I'm going to go ahead and share. Hopefully, you guys could pick up on this. The four things that we have to do. The four behavior changes of a healthy mindset that we have to adopt. All right. Why four? Because these are the four that I feel like over the years that I've told lots of you when I come in. When you guys come in to see me, these are the four that I find myself repeating over and over again 
um, over time. And so stop at four, maybe there's six, maybe there's three, but these are the four things that I find myself repeating. Maybe some of these are things that you didn't really even think of, but I feel like no matter what, when I met you guys and you're good at like one of them, right? Or let's say you're good at three of them. I tell you, oh, try this, right? And it's one of the four. It's the other one of the four. I meet some other people that are good at one of them. And I find myself repeating the other three. So it's always within these four. This is why it's a matrix. Because a matrix is a very fluid type of skeletal outline for something. A matrix can be shifted a little bit north or south based on your needs. That's why it's a matrix, right? I ain't see the movies. Crucify me if you want to. All right. I assume that it had everything to do with a world where nothing is as it was and was very fluid. Well, that's a matrix. Okay. And so what we want to do is set ourselves up with a matrix of a mindset. So when we wake up in the morning, our life energy, man, it's on 100%. I already gave you guys a hint of what I want number one to be. You wake up every morning. So you want to make sure that out of the four that we're going to talk about, your sleep is on hit. And in fact, before we even get to the other, um, well, let me drop a hint about the first two. Your sleep's got to be on point, And your water has to be on hit also. These are the first two most principal parts of your mindset matrix. And you might say, like, is that really about your mindset? Do you have to be in a mindset to sleep? Well, not only yes, do you have to be in a mindset to remember to drink how much water you need every day to make sure that you're recognizing when you're thirsty, maybe even when you're hungry. More importantly, though, thirst, that comes first, right? Yes, it does formulate a good mindset because it alerts you to those those biological signals that we often can ignore when we get too pressed for time in and out of our daily lives. So, yes, 150%, this is about strengthening our mindset when we do them things. Also... They help formulate a positive mindset. Sleep, drinking water. I'm not sure what the recommendation for sleep is. And it really doesn't matter to me. I mean, everybody is their own biological entity. We're all our own type of flesh bag. <laughs> and your flesh bag might need seven and a half. And my flesh bag might need seven and 35 minutes of sleep per night. I will say that there's this. You want that sleep to be uninterrupted in general. Now, apparently we wake up a ton of times and we don't even know that. So I'm not talking about waking up real quick because whatever happened, somebody kicked you and they got the cold toes or you had a weird real quick dream. Okay. But I mean, don't wake up and then go, you know, finish writing the next chapter in your novella. <laughs> That's just going to break up your sleep pattern in an irreversible type of way. If your mind wakes up in the middle of the night, it actually starts waking up fully. You got all the hormones start rushing in, right? The cortisol starts to pick up a little bit earlier and you have a hard time going back to sleep. That's all bad. And a lot of those, a lot of you that I've met over the years, you guys, when I meet you and I know that you have a hard time going back to sleep, I've noticed a pattern. You're super duper tired, even though you're able to get seven hours of sleep if you had that big break in the middle of your night. Sometimes I've had some of you come into the gym and be like, man, I feel like I'm high. You know, that's what you feel like, 
right? You feel like you did the shatter or the or the dabs or whatever it is everybody does these days when you don't get that full breadth of sleep. All right. Some of you out there though pride yourselves on being modern day Leonardo da Vinci's. I only mean it like this. You think you're 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 about this life. I only sleep, you know, five hours a day. And then I'm able to go ahead and come up with the baddest ideas in the boardroom. I'm over here doing my job perfectly. It keeps my brain frosty. I'm not so sure I believe you, <laughs> okay? Because everybody that I, when I meet you guys inside the gym and you tell me that you only get four or five hours of sleep every single night, 90%. And I definitely mean when I say 90, most, all but maybe one or two of you ever have been able to function long-term with minimal sleep. Now, the people that have been able to function on minimal sleep, really, really intelligent people, really, really hardworking, and also had a routine in their life that made it more or less easier for you to handle being sleep-deprived, essentially. But for the overwhelming majority of us, when we come in here talking about, oh, I'm off of five hours of sleep a day, I guarantee your efficiency is dipped. And you might want to take a bird's eye view of that ish from the outside. I guarantee your efficiency is terrible and nobody has shared it with you. Or I guarantee that your efficiency is excellent until you have to do any other task switching, in which case it's dog shit. That's my guess. <laughs> Just not great. That's my theory. We find ways to get rest when we have a moment to do so. And I've talked about it before. That could be when you're on the freeway driving. Your brain will stop. Listen, as someone that's been in the fitness industry now um, as training trainers, as a trainer and a coach, I've been a trainer and a coach for 20 years pretty much. In 2023, February will be 20 years. All right. Because I'm in this industry, I've had to wake up at the crack of dawn or before it. There are times where I will stack a lot of bread. Like I'll make $200 and in the day and I'll walk outside and the sun is struggling to get up. <laughs> or maybe it's me and I notice there's times where I will have made $200 for the day. I go outside and it's not fully morning yet. I've woken up at 4.30 for multiple, multiple months to train other people, multiple people before the sun comes up, multiple times. And I'll tell you this, if you don't change your lifestyle habits around your sleep patterns, and this is why I'm spending a lot of time on number one, it will bring you down. Me personally, it brought on a lot of health problems. I started to get really low. I've noticed when I talk to you guys, similar things happen. I'll see it day to day because I'll see you guys day to day. Like when you have horrible sleep over time, you're a completely different energy flesh bag when you change your mindset matrix. When your matrix changes and you get more sleep, you have more energy, your mood is better, you're more functional and efficient. So at this point, I feel like it's not even a hard sell. You guys need to be up on that sleep. You need to be up on how much your flesh bag needs to be up on that sleep. How do you know? You don't want to sleep throughout the day. 
Look, it's normal sometimes to want to take a nap. It's not the end of the world. Naps are probably pretty good for efficiency at times, too. And I'm not one of these folks that's going to advocate, especially without, you know, quality evidence of science, to say that naps are good or bad. I don't think they're good or bad. I think they're both. I think if you sleep eight hours and need to take a nap, I'm going to say you go ahead and say that you're either really depressed or you're sleep deprived. Right? Or the medication that you have been taking is causing you a lot of fatigue. That's usually what I see from you guys. But if you're sleeping, you know, four hours a night and you're not taking naps, I guarantee we're slipping on our efficiency. So listen, it's probably between seven and eight and a half hours. Okay? That's it. And whatever it is for you that makes you feel rested, if it's above, you know, six hours and 45 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's pretty healthy for you. All right? For you. Maybe it's seven and a half. There have been times where I never, I use, I typically, my most of my adult life was a horrible sleeper. There were times where I had to change my entire steez and get more healthy. And I noticed that I'm like seven and a half. Eight is okay. I feel fine. More than that, I generally feel really sluggish. So for my flesh bag, my mindset matrix says, yo, it's about seven and a half hours. If I get that seven and a half, I'm up and going. If I get seven on another day or six on another day, you know, I'm okay because I spent most of the time getting seven and a half. Okay. So that's the roadmap for you guys to get better sleep. So with that out of the way, let's talk about water. Okay. Now this is the second type of mindset that we're going to adopt a routine that we're going to adopt so that we stay healthy. These are broad strokes. A healthy mindset matrix begins every day with knowing that you're going to address your hydration. Anecdotally, I've been in spots most of my life where I did not stay hydrated. Where I was, I remember being a kid and I remember we'd go out here and play basketball and uh, man, everybody would run to that water fountain. I would never, ever, ever grab water. Look, I come from the last group of kids that were told by their Pop Warner coaches, like, don't drink water. Water makes you weak. I don't think now they would get like fired. Now they would get let go if they're telling youngsters not to drink water. But I was part of the last generation that started maybe back with like the Junction Boys or whatever. We're told that water's not, you know, that makes you weak. I was part of the last generation, I feel like, because I did end up teaching, coaching Pop Warner later on um, as a 20 year old, 19 year old. And yeah, we definitely told them to get water. The point I'm trying to make though is. There was a long time where me personally, I stayed under hydrated. I just did. And um, as I got older, noticing for me, I had to form a healthy habit with drinking water. Now, the more active I got, the older I got, I noticed how much not drinking water negatively impacted me. For me, meeting lots of you guys, I get to draw all of these parallels and say, hey, I wonder if you're drinking enough water throughout the day. So it's within my own life's practice and then having to be a coach for you and wanting to be a coach for you guys, right? Some of you that I meet that I say and recognize that, yo, it's important for you to stay hydrated. And then if we're just doing the empirical logic thing, we're up to 60% or so water. Um, we're the, we're, if we're made 
of the constituent and were lacking that constituent, you're going to feel bad, right? It's like your, your combustion engine car. Because now I drive electric. I was about to say your car needs gas. Well, mine doesn't. But most of your most of your cars still to this day, if you're driving a regular old school or not old school, but traditional type car, truck, motorcycle, you need oil. You need oil in the system. All right. That's the lifeblood. Gasoline, yes. But that's the lifeblood. Without it, you're not even going to be, you're not going to last long. Your longevity is cut down. Water, we're made of water. We're made of protein. You need that to live. Point blank, period. Listen, all right? Since 20% of what you're going to eat provides how much water you need per day, 20% of the water that you need per day. So if you need 100 uh, or um, like 9 cups of water, right? Per, or excuse me, yeah, 9, 10 cups of water per day. Um, that's because you actually needed about... 12 or 13, but that the difference, the two or three was from food, right? So every day you need X amount of water. It depends on your weight, and we'll go over in a minute. You need X amount of water. Well, 20% of that is done by the food that you eat. So you need to be eating those meals per day, right? You need to be eating all your food to get that 20%, and then the rest is based on your weight. So I'm sure that there's a formula for this, but I it's not that important. It's not that important. And as I look it up, I see that there's it's in ounces a lot of the time. That's just also not very important um, as it pertains to Americans. So I'm going to say if you need, uh, if you're 120-ish pounds, 80. 130, 87 ounces. 140, 94, 150, you need 100 ounces of water per day. All right, you're noticing that is whatever you weigh, it's like a third of that more. If you're 160, it's 110, 170, 114. If you're 200, 134 ounces per day. If you're 220, 148. If you're 250 pounds, it's 168 ounces. How much is that? Well, 100 ounces is like 13 cups. 100 ounces is 13 cups or so of water per day. And that is, I think, a little bit more than a gallon of water. It's about a gallon. All right. It's about a gallon if you're drinking a hundred per day. So a hundred, if you're 150 pounds, you need about a gallon, a little bit less than a gallon per day. Okay. So you're just going to go ahead and start sipping. How many water bottles is that? All right. That's how many you need to be taken down per day in water. And oftentimes we don't really get there, but here's why it's so important is because it does wonders for us inside the gym. If we're hydrated, we can function our mind. Like we talk about, you don't live that long without water. And so it's because it makes up most of our cells <laughs> and our blood and our brain. So, like, you need it. If you don't get it. What happens is you start to metabolize very poorly. You're constantly looking for more hydration. And so your focus gets terrible. Your movements get terrible. I don't need to go into the, like, micro level to explain this. Just globally, look, if you're not getting your even proper hydration your concentration starts to slip you start to feel really bad um all the things 
all the things. If you work out a lot, you need even more than this. And so I'm always encouraging folks when we come out to work with me to either be super hydrated before you get in or start working on your hydration right then and there. Being hydrated, dehydrated makes you super tired and you cannot perform inside the gym. Now for the the third one is this. So the first one was you have to change your mindset matrix with this good sleep and then it's that hydration. The last two, we're going to talk about less in depth, but definitely in depth. Lifting heavy, all right, and I want you guys to eat a lot of different types of foods. You must eat a lot of different types of foods because a lot of different types of foods have different nutrients in them. Avoiding one type of food is never the business, so I want you guys to consider that. I want you guys to eat. One way that you can eat a lot of different types of foods is to eat a lot of different colors. So, like, if you can get as many colors on your plate, especially in the morning and in the evening, where your two biggest meals should be in the morning and in the evening, if you can get a lot of different colors on your plate, on your bowl, in your walk, whatever, then you need to do that. Already, I've you're like me thinking, yo, what's the most colorful st- peppers, right? We can start throwing in peppers. We can start throwing in leafy greens, literally. Different types of legumes and beans. Those are different colors. Get a lot of color in your life. You can do that. If you do that practice, that global matrix right there, just getting a lot of color into your meals, what you start to notice is you're automatically adding more vegetables. You're automatically offering and adding different sources of protein. You're getting different sources of of protein and you're starting different flavor combinations with your breakfasts that's a good thing too with your dinners now all of a sudden maybe you're drinking soup all of these things matter for your health and you need to do this because different vitamins are within that purview I get it go ahead and look up a good plate of you know South American or Jamaican food and Take a look at that and you'll see so many different colors, right, on the plates, on just a regular daily. And I don't just want to limit it to those two cultures. So many different types of foods and eatings, uh, you know, have multicolored <laughs> plates of food. And that's because, again, you're getting different micronutrients on that. Why are that important? Because they help. The whole point of micronutrients is to facilitate energy metabolism. So, like, when you're underfed with your vitamins, your energy sucks. Your energy sucks, you're not going to be able to lift, work out, even be active. And then where the ego steps in, the ego starts to foment and reinforce that, being like, nah, I don't want to go. Nah, I don't want to do the treadmill. Because we're starting to uh, frame our lifestyle differently. Because we have an emotion surrounding lethargy. You know, so we start to do the opposite of what we should be doing. Instead of conquering our objections and our barriers, we start reinforcing them. That's kind of what the ego is there for. Last thing, lift heavy. Lifting heavy is important. It is part and parcel. It's because a lot of folks can avoid lifting heavy. Not so much anymore, I must be honest about this. This is less so the case than it has been in many years. And I've had a lot of 
my trainees who are like older and they don't mind lifting heavy. They don't mind lifting. In fact, they like lifting heavy, even though they didn't come from the culture of lifting heavy. You know, and I appreciate that. Got to lift heavy, right? We know that for women, this is great to stave off osteomalacia, osteoporosis, and the like. We know that it augments better blood flow. It augments long-term health. All the things. Better vertebral strength. All the things. Better metabolism. It combats. Because, listen, any type of strength training program that avoids lifting heavy ain't a real strength training program at all. At all. (laughs) All right? And I say that because you need to be hitting all types of muscle fibers and targeting for them. And so when we forget to do that for the heavy stuff, when we forget to do that for the heavy stuff, what we notice is that you're not getting a full clip of strength training. All right? You have to lift heavy, not just because it starts to augment your support structure, but because it helps to build muscle. That's what strength training is all about. Boosting metabolism via building muscle. Okay. Um, we know that over time you lose something like, um, eight, three to 8% of muscle mass per decade. So what's that? A quarter of a percent. That's a lot. That could be even more if you're really inactive and that's if you're inactive. Well, lifting heavy helps to combat that in the most pure sense of the form. Because the more weight you lift at one given time, the more your body has to respond with the biggest muscle fibers that provide the most amount of tension. That doesn't mean your muscles are going to get bigger, but we are preventing the natural atrophy of, of wasting. I will say that as you get older and older, one of the things that you want to prevent, right, is the wasting of muscle that's like the wasting of 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 just bodily tissue i want you guys to move like my older aunt and uncle okay look they're old and i understand that we have an aversion to calling we always want to reframe the word old right we're always saying older or elder no no no. my aunt and uncle are old the thing with them is they wear it better than most You would never guess how old they really are by looking at them at all. They wear it better than most, which is why I don't feel any kind of way when I say that they are old because they are old. They are healthy and they are with the business mentally and physically. And when I say that we should try to move like them, maybe you have an aunt and uncle, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your great grandparents that are still around doing the same thing. When I say that we got to move like people like that, they have a relationship, they've been married a while, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be about marriage, but they are constantly looking out for each other's health. One person, wait a minute, you didn't eat all of your, you love salad, you didn't eat all of your, you didn't eat all of your, your chicken uh, breast today? What's going on? There's something wrong. There's something wrong. You usually read the entire paper. Yes, they read paper. And listen to radios. Um, What's going on? Constantly looking at the minutia of everyday health. So that they can travel. Take lots of walks. Do household chores. 
in their old age. Constantly looking out for their health. I think that's amazing. You guys should be looking to your elders in the same capacity. All right? Your elders should be moving the same way. Looking out for each other's health. You should be looking out for your elders and saying, this isn't normal. This doesn't even have to be relegated to elders. You need to be doing that for each other now. We need to be doing that for each other now. Noticing those patterns and saying like, yo, how does this relate to your health? Mostly internal health and then externally, the physical movement. Lifting helps that because if you are on a pattern, a periodized pattern, of lifting weights where you're lifting light and then later you are lifting heavy and not skipping it what you notice is you can't always do one the whole time i mean you can but we're talking about lifting heavy you want to add that in and so if there's any kind of misfire or you get injured you can take care of it because you know oh i got injured doing this type of exercise this type of movement and so it highlights the onset of injury more when you take time to lift weights, strength train. Even if you are like them and you're older, you're still doing body weight. You're still getting out for walks. You're still swimming, right? Doing all of those things. It'll actually stave off or help you recover from injury, all right? So, and because injury is one of the other things that your mindset has to be wrapped around, but... It isn't one of my four big matrix movers. It's not recovering from injury. What I'm saying is you can actually monitor injury better if you work out a lot. So I want you guys to get with that. With those, I'm going to stop there. All right. So if you guys, you know, hey, what do I always say? I say try it out uh, and let me know how it goes. Of course, you could let me know on the website, egokillershow.com. Hit me up there, please. All right, there is a uh, contact form at the bottom. That's how you reach out. You know, if you do that, I will hit you back. Uh, if you like the episode, Apple Podcasts helps the show if you rate it and review it. Mm, boost it up a little bit more. Until the next one, my friends, stay up.